This episode of Now This Is Lit is brought to you by Audible. Check the link in the description to get your first Star Wars audiobook free. Everyone loves free things. Click that link. Do it. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. You're listening to Now This Is Lit, a podcast about Star Wars books, the people who make them, and the readers that just can't get enough of them. I'm your host, Meg Dowell. I use she pronouns. And this week, Lydia Kang agreed to talk to me about Cataclysm and writing for Star Wars and writing in general. And it was a very, very fun, delightful conversation, and I just couldn't wait to share it with you. So I'm, I'm going to do that now. Here's our chat. I hope you like it. So first, I wanted to say congratulations on Cataclysm and and uh, welcome to the High Republic. Um, it's really really exciting whenever we have a new have a new face um, in among the uh, team of Star Wars authors in general, and um, we're all just so excited that you're here. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here too. <laughs> it's been quite 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 a process. It's been awesome. Cool, cool. You. Just got back from celebration, um, and you were there with uh, the other authors, and you got to meet um, so many fans and other creators. Um, how was that? Oh my gosh, it was incredible! I think I'm finally just getting over the jet lag, which is nice. Oh. Um, it actually it wasn't that bad. I'm not. I, I don't think I, I I didn't really suffer, but um, but uh, probably one of the most amazing parts of being at celebration was meeting all these fans that I had and not just fans, but also like people who work um, in star Wars or in and around star Wars or do um, work like you do, like people who are like podcasters and bloggers and all that stuff who I've known on Twitter or I've known on like websites and stuff yep. like that. And then meeting them in person, it was really, really incredible to put faces to names and Twitter handles. And um, the enthusiasm was just, utterly joyous. I got to say it was just wonderful. I remember the High Republic panel they did at Celebration last year, and it was the first one they'd done because it was the first time um, there'd been a celebration since High Republic started. And even just being in that room and seeing not just the excitement, but like all the cosplay and all everyone just like an entire room full of people celebrating Star Wars books, I think is probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you know, I really am just... I shouldn't say astonished because that makes it sound like I'm surprised that people are reading. I'm not surprised that people are reading, but like, I guess because every day that goes by, there's so much content out in the world. There's so much streaming. There's so many different places vying for your attention and to see the sheer number of people who are enthusiastically reading Star Wars and gobbling up more books and excited about more books to come. It's just, it just makes you so happy because you're like, okay, something is still right with the world. People still love books. And um, it like, I think we all not just like, I, I think everybody behind the scenes, we were all just like floored with happiness over the enthusiasm. It was incredible. It is just amazing when, you know, you see everything online, you see the enthusiasm there and you see everyone on Twitter being like, oh, I love this book. But 
when everyone's there in person together and you're all just celebrating the same thing. And the fact yes. that these books are here and everyone's just there and they get to, you know, talk about the things that they love and talk about um, how cool it is that we have these books and that we're getting so many more. It's great. Um, I hope I there, are, yeah, I hope there are many more, um, many more opportunities for that to happen because it, it's also fun to see all the authors together and all of you just hanging out and, you know, you work together and you put all these books together as a team. But um, when you're all together and just like vibing, it's great. It is. It is. And I, the more time I get to, and again, like, you know, I'm one of the, I'm one of the freshmen of the group, you know, mm -hmm. everybody else has been together since um, pre, pre phase one, you know, so with the story architects putting everything together and all that. So, so as a newer member of the group, it was just wonderful to be able to spend more time with them in person and not just on zoom. And, um, and yeah, like the, I think probably the numbers were really um, <laughs> shocking to me as an author. Cause I, you know, if I do like a book signing or something like that, like I'm used to like, you know, if I, if it's a really, really successful book signing, you've got like 20 people there, like 30 people there. That's like fantastic. Yeah. And meanwhile, like we filled an auditorium of like, what was it like three or 4,000? I mean, <laughs> incredible. It's just incredible. And I'm, I've been hearing from people who are like, oh I have your book cataclysm. It came in the mail, but I am getting the celebration edition and I'm also getting the Goldsboro edition, but I wanted to listen to it on the flight over. So I got the audio book. <laughs> and so I have people who bought cataclysm four times coming to get them signed. And I'm like, I love you. You guys are the best fans ever. It's amazing. Well, I mean, that's, you know, when you're collecting them, you have to have them all. You can't just have the one. I know. Yeah. You, you got to have them all. I know. But they're in short supply. So like people really sort of snatched them up while they could. <laughs> it is so cool. Oh, I wanted to ask um, because all of the authors working on the High Republic, you know, you, you have your characters and you have the characters that you create in your own stories um, that are original to you, but then uh, using uh, convergence and cataclysm as an example you have characters who are in one book um that like one author gets to kind of lay the groundwork for and then in the next book there's another writer and they're working with the same characters and there'll be new characters and things like that but it's so seamless between the characters you get in the first book and the characters that you get in the continued story in the second book and what is kind of that process that you all go through to make sure that, you know, you're putting your own spin on the characters, it's your own voice, but these characters feel like from one story to the next, they are, you know, the same. Right. Well, Zoraida and I and, um, and you know, our editors and the team, like, you know, we, we put a lot of thought into, um, say, like Ziri and Fantu, like just knowing what kind of people they were, um, not just what they look like, but what was their background? How did they grow up? What um, what kind of training have they been through? Where are they in their sort of Jedi career? Where are they in their place in their own world on Irem? And so we we shared a lot of the, the backstory together, knowing what we wanted to, to lay out. Um, but then, you know, after Zoraida had written Convergence, um, 
I was sort of reading along just sort of like every step of the way to see how Ziri and Fantu were talking to each other, what kind of voices they had, what kind of personalities they had. So it was really just me being able to get to know them really well through Zoraida's writing and making sure that wherever they left off, they were, you know, um, there were lots of strings for me to pick up and weave together for the second book. Yeah. And it turned out very well. Um, and I love seeing that. I love seeing how um, even just, you know, keeping a close eye on each other's work, you're able to, um, you know, bring these characters to life and not just one story, but many stories. That's what, one of the many things that makes the High Republic so um, amazing and so unique in terms of everything that we've gotten in Star Wars publishing uh, so far. Yeah. And th these were fun because in particular, like the stories were like they were both expansive in a certain way because we're looking at, you know, this very early young Republic expansion. You've got the two chancellors sort of trying to deal with all the politics around the, in, around the galaxy. But then you also have these really small stories, you know, between a, um, between Ziri and Fantu and they like don't know each other real well and they're, yeah. they, they get, have to get married and, and now they're, now they're married and in cataclysm. And we have like, you know, Ada Forte and, and Creighton son from battle of Jeddah coming in and, you know, having to pick up those lines and like somehow they all have to weave together. So it was, it was an interesting kind of juggle between these very macro stories of what was happening in the galaxy and like, you know, the path of the open hand and then these like micro stories of these different characters um, that were um, thought out, like when we wrote them, they were, when I wrote them, you know, there were basically these dyads all the time. There was like Creighton and Ada and there was like Ziri and Fantu and there was Gela and Axel. Um, so uh, yeah, it was a lot of finagling, it was a lot, a lot of juggling, <laughs> a lot of checking in with Zoraida, checking in with um, George Mann and checking in with Kevin Scott because Kevin's writing was writing Path of Vengeance, which <laughs> takes place at the same time and in some of the same places as cataclysm. So we had, yeah, there were many conversations happening <laughs> um, behind the scenes to make sure that everything was sort of matching up and that we were balancing these things pretty well. Cataclysm is your first Star Wars novel. And that's a big, that's a big thing um, to, to come yeah. in to <laughs> this. And it's a higher public adult novel, which um, a lot of people are reading and a lot of people are coming into and, However, it's not the first story that you've contributed to Star Wars. You started, as many um, as many of the authors that we know and love do, um, with a short story in the uh, from a certain point of view yes. uh, anthology. And uh, I wanted to ask how kind of starting with that, starting at with a smaller story um, that's still set in the same universe, prepared you kind of uh, working on that to kind of eventually take this step into working on a whole book so it I mean in some ways it prepared me but in a lot of ways it did not because I did not expect at all so like going into writing from a certain point of view um it was a it was it was um it was difficult it was challenging in that mm -hmm. I'm not really a short story writer and short stories require a certain different set of skills as yeah. far as keeping um the story going and the arc nice and tidy, but also, um, so, I mean, so that was hard. And then when I, when I did it, I was also just extremely nervous, never having written in star Wars at all about like, what if I get the details wrong? And like, you know, like, what if I, there's a certain way that you have to say 
everything, right? right. That is all part of the um, the rules of of the universe. And I, so I was really, really nervous about that. And and they, um, you know, the team at Del Rey and and everybody at Lucasfilm Publishing, they were just like, no, no, you're going to be fine. And mm-hmm. I told them what I wanted to write. They were like, this is a great idea. You're you're good. Um, and so I thought it was kind of done there. And I thought that was kind of going to be the end of it. I did not know or expect that they were going to um, offer me a shot at writing a Star Wars book. So I was really caught off guard by that, by the offer. Um, and then immediately went into sort of a, like the panic mode of like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. Like, I'm like, I, there's one thing writing a short story, which I wasn't even sure I could do, but like, it's another thing writing a whole book. And yeah. And let me just say for the record that I go through this panic every time I start a book. I'm always like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to write a book. What am I doing here? Like, what? how can I do this? I don't know if I could do this. Um, it's kind of funny, but it is nevertheless a very recurrent theme. I think a lot of writers have this problem. Some of them just aren't worried about it. But every time I face a blank page, I I have a bit of a, a panic. So, um, but this was, again, a whole other thing because... It wasn't just in the Star Wars universe. It was in the High Republic and a wholly different phase that I had to get to know. And I had to, um, you know, all the Luminous authors are really, really wonderful, but I hadn't worked directly with them before. And so this was also a little bit different. And so I guess when it came down to it, um, somehow it all worked out (laughs) because um, the book got written Everybody was fantastic on the team. So, so supportive. Um, you know, I I think everybody writes books really differently. Everybody's got their own kind of um, method and, and set of ways of doing things. And somehow this team is used to working with a lot of different authors that have different um, ways of doing it. And I had a way of doing it. And um, they worked with me hand in hand throughout the whole thing. And I learned so much, so much about everything Star Wars writing this book. Like it was really, um, I felt like in a lot of ways, it was more like basic training than writing the short story was um, <laughs> because of the so many layers of, um, you know, of things that I needed to do to make sure um, the book was done well and to um, the standards that I really wanted it to be at. So, uh, yeah, I think, um, after now that it's sort of all over, I'm kind of like, I can look back in the year where I was writing this and be like, wow, I can't believe that actually happened. Um, (laughs) and you made it out alive and everything went great. Um, but it was, um, it was definitely challenging. I would say, and I, I don't shy away from saying this is like one of the hardest books I've ever written for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, but I think that I'm so proud of how it came out though. I'm like, so proud of, of the work that went into it. And, um, so pleased that, you know, the people who are reading it are, are happy with it. Um, or at least the ones that I, I know about, I'm probably not going to look much deeper than that. At this point, <laughs> but, um, but no, it's been wonderful. Like it's been really fantastic reviews. So I'm, I'm very, very happy. Yeah. My philosophy is I see a tweet praising the book. I like it. And we keep scrolling. Yes, that's a good idea. Just keep going. Yeah. yeah, you can't sort of live in that moment all the time because it's a weird, very bizarre place for your brain to be in. Probably yeah. not healthy after long periods of time. Right. 
you know, just like lots of cookies or sugar. <laughs> you shouldn't be swimming in sugar all the time. Sometimes you need vegetables. So yeah, anyway, um, yeah, I totally agree. That is a very good philosophy. By day, you are a physician. Correct. And that, just because of the nature of the job, requires interacting with a lot of people. And I'm curious about how kind of that in that background that you have, and you do a lot of different kinds of writing, um, but I'm curious about how that kind of in the work that you do there has kind of influenced your storytelling in fiction. Um, that's a good question. And I get, I, I can answer this question in a lot of different ways. Like, so one thing that seeing a lot of people all the time, um, because of my schedule, because of my clinic and I'm seeing patients and stuff like that is that mm-hmm. you have interactions with a large number of people that aren't necessarily like you and didn't necessarily grow up with you and have different perspectives on everything, you know, on healthcare, on pills, on this disease, on what's going on in the news. And you have this really, really privileged um, ear into the, the, the world of, of many, many people. It's a very, um, it's a very special space to be in. And, you know, we keep it very, very private. I never write about what happens in the room in my writing for obvious reasons. Um, That being said, the exercise in empathy and looking beyond your own world is incredibly valuable. Mm -hmm. And I think that informs my writing a lot because I feel like it gives me the empathy I need to write characters that are very, very different from myself. So there are certain characters like Kyung Greylark, which I was very, it was very easy for me to write. We have a lot of common. Yeah. And so um, that is a real, you know, write what you know kind of situation. But there are other characters in the book that are really unlike me. And it, and it was, it's important, I feel like, to, to have that kind of exercise in, um, in opening yourself up to the real broad range of human experience. So, mm-hmm. so practicing medicine really helps with that. Um, in a lot of ways, I have brought the medical aspects and scientific aspects of my doctoring world into my writing and not necessarily in Star Wars. I mean, it comes in really handy in fight scenes and stuff like yeah. that, <laughs> wounds and such, um, poisonings and all that kind of stuff that happens. It comes in very, very handy, but it also comes in handy in a lot of my other books that I write. So I've written um, about the history of medicine in my nonfiction books. Mm-hmm. I've written about um, poisonings in historical fiction. I write these murder mysteries and there's a lot of chemistry and pathology and pharmacology and herbology and all that kind of stuff in those books. And it's very easy to do the research for them because it's just sort of, um, it's very much relatable as far as, you know, where my, my scientific brain resides. Um, and then I would say in the third way that it's really informed my writing is that they balance each other out a lot. So practicing medicine is really very, um, concrete, you know, someone's sick, you need to figure out what, why they're sick. You need to figure out how to make them better. And the publishing world is not is concrete in some ways. And it can be very, very frustrating for a variety of reasons. It is like no joke. It is a huge emotional roller coaster to be on. And so sometimes the very solidity of like practicing medicine is a perfect antidote to that. But on the flip side of that, sometimes it's, it's a lot to, to work in healthcare. It's really, 
it's, it's a struggle sometimes it's, Mm -hmm. it's, um, there are a lot of challenges. And so on a day where I'm not in clinic and I'm opening up my laptop, you know, I'm working in a world where I can kill people and I can save people (laughs) and I can create creatures or I can, you know, just decide the fates of all these fictional characters. And I am the God of this little mini universe. It is, it is incredibly freeing. So weirdly enough, they balance each other out quite, quite nicely. It's probably why people ask me, people used to ask me all the time. They were like, how come you didn't quit medicine when you started writing books? Mm-hmm. Um, and they have really, um, enmeshed with each other quite nicely. Um, so that's sort of my answer, but, um, yeah, I, I didn't expect to have a dual career like this. It's mm-hmm. been pretty astonishing and surprising. Um, and, uh, so far right now it's working really great. So I can't complain. <laughs> I had a creative writing instructor tell me once that one of the best ways you can train yourself to be a better writer is to live and experience life and meet people and go places. And um, it works. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's really I cool totally that agree. you, yeah, it's cool that you get to, um, you know, do that in your everyday life, just in the nature of what you do. And, um, and you get both, you know, you get both of those things and it, it's good. It's very yeah. good. It is. And, you know, otherwise I think that I would sort of introvert, introvert, hold myself up in my home, like seven days a week and never see anybody. So it actually forces me to get out and be social, (laughs) um, which is helpful, but, uh, the, yeah, the, oh God, shoot, I was going to say something and it's totally like, um, lost that train of thought, but, um, what were you just saying? You were talking about, um, about, oh yeah. Living your life. That's right. So, (laughs) What I was going to say was, um, I'm actually really late to the game when it comes to writing. I mean, it's relative late to the game, but I didn't actually start writing until I was close to, um, 40 years old. So I had been practicing, um, as a physician for like well over about 10 years. Um, and I had three kids, uh, before I started writing and I, I definitely think that my life experiences inform my writing all the time. Um, So I just for anybody out there who's actually thinking about writing or something like that, and they're sort of like, oh, you know, like I see these young whippersnappers getting up, like, you know, starting to write when they're 18 or getting their first book deal when they're like 19 years old. And you think that everything is too late for you. It's, It's not really ever too late. My dad actually started writing when he was like 70. So it really isn't ever too late. And um, it's it probably a very important thing not to directly compare your your career or your writing journey with other people because it just makes you, it's like, you know, that roller coaster I was telling you about? Like that's where some of the big lows come from. Mm-hmm. I think it's from, from comparison. So um, yeah, just a little unsolicited advice, writing advice from, from yours truly. <laughs> oh, I... I'm so glad that um, that you're here writing writing things, writing Star Wars things, um, <laughs> and really hope that uh, you keep doing that. Um, we want more Star Wars from you um, because you're doing you're doing a great job. Oh, thank you so much. That is fa- fantastic to hear. So uh, thank you for uh, joining the uh, wonderful team of writers working on this particular Star Wars project. And thank you for taking the time to come and talk to me about it. Um, This has been very, very fun. Oh, you are so welcome. And thank you so much for having me. I will see you around.
Now This Is Lit is part of the Faraway Fandom Network and is produced, written, hosted, and edited by me. Jose Jimenez designed our podcast art. Keep up with the show on Twitter at Star Wars Lit Pod and find the show wherever you get your podcasts. You can support the show by sharing it with the people you like or by subscribing to our newsletter. It's free. You know what's also free? Downloading an audiobook with an Audible trial. You can do that too. There's a link in the description for this episode and every episode. Star Wars books are great. And I'm so glad that I get to talk about them to you, sometimes with you. I've almost been doing this for a whole year. That's so cool. And I'm going to keep doing it because it's just too much fun. I can't stop. While you're waiting for the next episode, for more book reviews and Star Wars book celebration, follow Star Wars book reviews on Instagram.